Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. something it's reciprocal we are together in this how many of you are glad to be a part of a family I want to tell you thank you today for this precious day listen I'm talking about the Holy Spirit are there any Holy Ghost people in the house how many of you know the Holy Spirit is important to Jesus and we must never allow what's important to Jesus to become unimportant to us So last week I preached when the dove cries. Remember we were chasing the dove and and we were trying to catch him and he called us. But I believe I've got a word today from Psalms 9210. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Anybody ready for fresh oil today? Okay, that's about 44% of you. I said, anybody ready for fresh oil today? I want to preach for a few minutes along these lines, oily places. So slip up your hands if you want this to be an oily place today. Father, thank you for all you're saying and doing in Calvary. Thank you for every campus. Thank you for online. We give you praise. Anoint us with fresh oil. Somebody give the Lord the ovation of the morning. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, this is an oily place. This is an oily place. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for my church. I'm thankful for our church. I'm thankful that I feel oil when I walk into this place. I feel the presence of God. Anybody thankful for God's presence here today? Now, I've been talking to you about emblems of the Holy Spirit. Remember, I've talked about the dove, uh, and we, I taught all about him. But today, I want to talk to you about another wonderful emblem of the Holy Spirit, and that is the oil. Emblem is a figurative representation of anything. So I'm come to let you know oil represents the Holy Spirit. And I want you to understand something, precious. You are in an oily church. 
you are sitting in an oily seat. Come on now. You are listening to oily worship. And you're about to hear an oily message from an oily preacher. Is there anybody ready for some oil today? Yeah. I feel the anointing. I said, is there anybody ready for some oil today? Now, one of the greatest emblems, as I said, of the Holy Spirit is the oil. In fact, it was David that said in Psalms 92.10, I have been anointed with fresh oil. Somebody say fresh oil. If you study David's life, there were periodic times throughout his life where he would receive a fresh oil anointing. He wasn't anointed one time by the prophet, and then that was it. In fact, when he was anointed by that prophet as a teenager, he was anointed with a hen of the anointing oil. I told Calvary uh, Palm Coast, I said, a hen is about nine quarts of oil. How many of you know David didn't just get an oil change? He got an oil change and a lube job. Can I get a witness here? but he received fresh oil anointings periodically throughout his life. And if we have ever needed fresh oil in the church, we need fresh oil today. The church in America needs to be an oily church. The issue is that many people are trying to fight today's battle with yesterday's oil. But I'm telling you, God's got fresh oil for you. I was telling Palm Coast the other night, I grew up in the, the, the Pentecostal church, the old one. Now I, now, I was Pentecostal nine months before I was born. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But they had the communion table up front. Remember that? That said, this do a remembrance of me, and there was always a flower on it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, all y'all ain't 11. You remember those days. And, uh, and, and if it was a funeral, there were flowers everywhere. But they had a, a, a bottle of oil that sat there, and it was olive oil. It wasn't the good-smelling oil like we have today. That olive oil had been sitting there since shortly after the crust of the earth cooled. Come on, somebody. It had been there for generations. And the, you find out about that oil when they used to put it on you. You, you, you wanted to be prayed for, but you almost hated it because it stank so bad. How many of you remember that stinky oil they used to lather you up with? But the reality is this. I found something out there's something about oil that if you don't use it it goes rancid uh, it spoils and some people are trying to operate with rancid oil you haven't used your oil and it's gone bad but I've come to tell you today that God is about to pour fresh oil over your life is there anybody ready for that I'm looking for the people that are ready for some fresh oil is that you so, so I want to look at some oily anointed places in the Bible, and we're going to apply that to our life. We're going deep. Anybody ready to go deep? Number one, there's oil on the face. The Bible said in Psalms 104, 14, and 15, he causes the grass to grow for cattle and the vegetation for the service of man, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine that makes glad the heart of man. Watch this. And oil, somebody say oil oil to make his face to shine, and bread which strengthens a man's heart. Now, among the acts of God's ministry here in Psalms, we see oil to make a man's face to shine. It's called the oil of gladness. Now, in Bible days, people who were sick or in despair would have their face anointed with this oil of gladness. In other words, the oil of gladness symbolizes here the power of the Holy Spirit to affect the man's countenance. 
to change your attitude. See, an inward grace should be expressed by a shining face. What I'm trying to tell you is this. If you are saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, if you are anointed by God, then you shouldn't be continually and perpetually in despair, despondent, weeping, and crying. When you are anointed and appointed, you may go through difficult seasons, but at the end of the day, he will make your face to shine. I release joy in this room today. I break the spirit of anxiety off of you. I break the spirit of depression off of you. I break the spirit of despair off of you. I break the spirit of despondency off of you. And right now in the spirit, I anoint you with the oil of gladness. If you're ready to receive joy, just give God some praise in here today. Yeah. If we have encountered the Holy Spirit, then somehow we need to find joy and gladness. David said in Psalms 47, God has anointed you with the oil of gladness. That doesn't mean you don't have problems. That doesn't mean you don't have challenges. But let me tell you what real joy is. Real joy is not the absence of adversity. Real joy is the presence of God. <laughs> it's knowing that even when I go through tough times, I've got a way maker, miracle worker, body healer, mind blower, child saver, cancer rebuker, door opener, door shutter. I've got him right there with me. So my joy is not always based on my circumstances. My Joy is based on the fact that I am a child of the King. And I'm telling you, be, being anointed by the Holy Spirit should make you glad. Come on now. When I was anointed by the Holy Ghost, when I was a young man for the first time, I got glad about it. I remember my dad used to tell the story about this old farmer. And he said, he, he got up in the morning to do his chores and he woke his son up and, and he looked all miserable and he looked just like he had lost his best friend. He looked like he was in torment. And his son looked at him and said, Dad, what is wrong with you? He said, I went to church last night and I got religion. And he just I got religion last night. He said, Get, go ahead and do your chores. And the little boy went into the barn, and the donkey was there in the barn behind the, the gate, and the donkey was looking like this, looking right at him. And the little boy walked out and said, hey, Dad, I think the donkey got religion too. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to tell you that when you really get connected to God, there's joy involved in it. I'm telling you, you don't need to be depressed, discouraged, overcome. You've got something powerful at work in you. You've got something better than donkey religion. Can I get a witness? Now, let me show you something powerful because I'm trying to just teach you a little bit today. I'm going to move quickly. Psalms 104 says that he provides the oil of gladness to make his face to shine. Now, we're going to talk about two different things here. I'm going to parallel this, but I'm going to come back and get this thought. But in the Bible, there was something called the golden lampstand. You saw me teach the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. And the golden lampstand was right here. And the golden lampstand actually weighed over 100 pounds. It was priceless, but it was absolutely worthless to being used by God until it was filled with oil. It could not shine. 
wine, no matter how valuable it was, until it was filled with oil and set on fire. And regardless of how precious it was, God said, I can't use it until I fill it with oil. And see, that's like you and me. We can't really be used by God until we are filled with oil. It doesn't matter how beautiful the church is. It doesn't matter how nice the facilities are. It doesn't matter how great the music sounds. It doesn't matter how well organized our programs are. It doesn't matter how well we accommodate people. If there is not oil in the house, then we do not shine. We are only effective by the oil that's in the room. And I don't know about you. I don't want to come to church just to come to church, just to be at church just to hang out but I want to be in a place where the oil of the Holy Spirit flows like a river ah, I want to be where the oil and the fire meets hallelujah now check it out the Bible says in Numbers 8 2 I'm making this correlation now stay deep with me the lamp shall give light Psalms 104 said to make his face to shine. Ironically, it's so powerful to me because the oil makes the face shine and the lamps give light. So if you understand from the original text, this is where it becomes so profound. The words light and shine are the same Hebrew word. It is the word pronounced or, and it literally means to shine like the break of day. It means to chase away away the darkness now I've got news for you and I want you to get a hold of this the Bible talks about the light the ore shining in the holy place and the holy place in the tabernacle but then on the other hand it talks about the ore the light shining in the commonplace on a man's face in a man's life in a man's world we think that the oil is just for the church we think that the oil is just for the building but I've come to tell somebody that it's really real when it gets outside of this building see see we we must not just shine in the holy place we must shine in the common place yeah. God is calling you to shine everywhere you go. God is calling you to shine at your school. God is causing you to shine at your workplace. God is calling you to shine at Walmart. Come on now. It's easy to shine in here when everybody's singing, hell lost another one, I am free. It's easy to shine in here when everybody around you is glorifying the same king that you are. But many people sing, I am free in here, but sing, I am bound out there. But I believe that God is about to raise up a generation of people who know what it is to take the oil outside the building. I'm telling you that this building cannot contain our oil. This house cannot contain the oil. It's got to get out of the building. If you want oil outside the building that is on you, give God a mighty praise. Ah. Uh. So not only does the light shine at or, O-R-E, it shines in the holy place, it also shines in the common place. And I'm gonna tell you something the devil doesn't want you to know, this is our moment. I know there's been a lot going on in the last couple of years, but church, this is our moment. This is our moment to shine. I know there's been darkness of sickness, darkness of trouble, darkness of anxiety, but let me tell you something, the light always shines 
best in the darkness and the light always overcomes the darkness the darkness can't defeat the light but the light defeats the darkness and I'm sending you out of this place like lights and everywhere you go you are defeating the darkness I declare that the darkness in mainland and sea breeze is being defeated I declare that the darkness at BCU and D Daytona State is being defeated in Emory Riddle I declare the darkness in your neighborhood is being defeated because there's oil on you and your face will shine oh when people encounter you in the commonplace they should be able to tell that you have been in the holy place when I, I'm gonna say that again I said when people encounter you in the commonplace they should be able to tell that you've been in the holy place some of y'all need to just go ahead on and just make your make your work a worship place come on if they, even people have been driving you crazy get to work early Come on, slip into the bathroom. Go in the handicap stall where you got some room. Can I get a witness? And walk around there and say, I thank you, Lord, that oil is going to be in this workplace all day long. Anybody ready to shine on? Look at your neighbor and say, shine on. Now give God a praise like he can chase away discouragement, chase away doubt, depression, and bring you the oil of gladness. So there's oil in the face. Number two, there's oil in the ear. Leviticus 14, 17 says, and to the rest and of the rest of the oil that is in his hand, the Bible said, the priest shall put it on the tip of his right ear. Now listen, we can't hear the sound of the spirit without oily ears. Isn't it amazing that the priest anointed his ears as never before we need to be a people with oily ears. We can't hear what we need to hear unless it is filtered by the Holy Spirit. There is so much noise in the world today, so much noise on Fox and CNN and MSN, so much noise on Facebook and so much noise on Instagram promoting and propagating every conceivable thing. And the truth is, y'all, that if we don't have oily ears, we'll find ourselves in trouble. We'll find ourselves in a place of compromise we'll find ourselves in a place of despair somebody say anoint my ears come on somebody say anoint my ears you, you see you got to watch the news with oily ears I said you got to watch the news with oily ears you got to listen to the jibber jabber of this world with oily ears you got to go on social media with oily ears you got to listen to every preacher with oily ears because every preacher is not anointed every preacher has not been called of God there are some that are manipulating people right out of the truth of God's word if you don't listen to preaching with oily years you'll buy into crazy doctrine you'll believe things that are not true you'll begin to compromise the truth of God's word you need to enter into conversations with oily ears I've said let me tell you something we are living in a day when the church has got to have oily ears because I've seen people compromise the word and compromise their beliefs that I never thought would compromise their beliefs they start
started calling wrong right and right wrong. And they asked me, when are you going to start marrying same-sex couples? And I say, N-E-V-E-R, never. You know why? Because I have all the years. And I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit. When are you going to justify racism? N-E-V-E-R, never. Because I am led by the Holy Spirit. And I will, come on somebody, never. You don't need, need a preacher, you need an oily preacher. Can I get a witness? We've got too many churches that are full of people and even leaders who have dry ears. You know what dry ears are? Dry ears are a sign of infection. When we've got dry ears, it's a sign of infection. And there's some of the church that's been infected. How many people, churches and ministries are infected right now because they have dry ears? We gotta be careful because this infection is deadly. Oily ears will get you to the next level. Oily ears can break you through. Does anybody want oily ears? Ask everybody in your neighborhood, do you want oily ears? Yeah, oily ears can lead you to the right job. Oily ears can lead you to the right church. Oily ears can lead you to the right place. Oily ears can lead you to a divine connection. Come on, y'all. Oily ears will lead you to the right man. Come on, single folk. It'll lead you to the right woman. Somebody who's ready for the next level, you need to know that it's locked up in oily ears. Is there anybody here that wants oily ears? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Somebody's about to bust a move. I just went 90s on you. Somebody's about to bust a move and go to a new dimension, not because of their skill, not because of their ability, not because of their giftedness, not because of their prowess, and not because of their knowledge. But somebody is about to walk in a breakthrough season because you had the sense enough to get oily ears and be led by the Holy Ghost. Your children are going to get delivered because you had oily ears. Your family is going to be restored because you had oily ears. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, I want oily ears. One, two, three, give God a praise if you want oily ears. Listen to what the phrase in Revelation says. It says, he that hath an ear, <laughs> let him hear. Our problem is... We always agree that he that has an ear, let him talk. Come on. Some people just need to hush and hear. Because the word hear there, it's more than just being able to physically hear someone. It means to perceive, to understand, to get. Somebody say to get. It means to get by hearing to perceive, to understand how we need to perceive and understand like we've never perceived and understood in our lives. But I'm going to tell you, it means to get by 
hearing. So here's what I speak in faith. You are about to get some stuff because you heard. The victories are coming your way because you heard. Breakthroughs are coming your way because you heard. The anointing is coming your way and you're going to get broke through. You're going to see your children saved. I don't know. I don't know who I'm talking to. You're going to overcome. You're going to see revival because you heard what the Spirit said. When the conversation in your own head, when you told your own self, give up, quit, throw in the towel, when everybody around you said, give up, when the days were the darkest, when the nights were the loneliest, when the problems were the greatest, you said, Lord, don't let me just see things in the natural, but anoint my ears with oil and let me know that you are working everything out for my good. Who am I talking to today? It's time for oily ears. So that's why we got to have oil, oil on the face. Come on now. Joy. Anybody over here want joy? Anybody over here want joy? Oil in the ears. Who wants to hear the Lord? Hallelujah. Lord, filter everything by your spirit. But then number three, there's oil in the wounds in the Bible. I'm not going to read the whole text, but in Luke 10, do you remember... It's the story of the Good Samaritan and the man that was fell among thieves. The Bible said he was stripped of his raiment, wounded, departed, and left for half dead. Religious people came by. The, 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 the Pharisee and the Levite, come on, the pastor and the assistant pastor. Y'all don't say nothing. We, we really don't want him in our church. We really don't need him in our church. Let me tell you something. We're in trouble when broken people are not allowed in the house of the Lord. You ain't much of a preacher if you walk by brokenness and think it's okay. Hallelujah. I said, you're not much of a preacher if you walk by brokenness and think it's okay. Listen to what he said. It said that the Samaritan came and went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in the oil and the wine, set him on his own beast and brought him to the inn and took care of him. He poured oil in the wounds. And as I read this text, y'all, it seems to come directly from the lips of the Lord. He's talking about the road to Jericho. Some of you have been on that Jericho road with me. It's a long stretch of road that, that goes from a spectacular descent from up in the mountains of Jerusalem down to the Dead Sea, 1,300 feet below sea level, the lowest place on earth. But in Bible days, it was a dangerous, treacherous road that was about 18 miles long. And our Lord begins to descend this journey that this man must have been on when he stepped into a deadly, brutal situation. The, the road in those days was loaded with desperate people willing to do desperate things. Men who cheapened life, who would murder for money. And the Bible said everything that this man has is taken away from him. And he's dead, half dead, laying there in a crumpled heap, lying in a pool of his own blood. And two of the religious upper echelon 
came by and said I don't have time for him I really don't want guys like that in my church I don't want them in my ministry but let me tell you what I want I want everybody I want you if you're struggling I want you if you're addicted I want you if you're gay I want you if you're straight I want you if you're jack y'all ain't shouting now I want you no matter what your condition is because there is a redeemer come to Zion that can revolutionize your life and there is oil in the house that can turn it all around oh we want them i don't care how lost your children are we want them i don't care how messed up they are we want them i don't care how addicted they are we want them i don't care how much they struggle we want them what good is the oil if we don't use it so the, the upper echelon passed them by, and that's what religion does. It'll pass you by. But here, the hero of the story is a Samaritan. Now, there was a lot of prejudice in those days because the Jews hated the Samaritans because the Samaritans were of a mixed race, and they had their own place of worship. So the Jews considered the Samaritans half a person. They, they, they despised them because they thought that, man, they're a polluted race and, and they don't even worship in purity. We despise them. But only Jesus would make a hero out of a zero in people's minds. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Only Jesus would tell the story and make a Samaritan a hero. Somebody unworthy a hero. Tell your neighbor, say, you don't know my story. Yeah, you don't know where I came from. You see me right now, but you don't know. Oh. And Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem and fell among thieves, the Bible said, and the thieves stripped him of his raiment, wounded him, leaving him half dead. He fell among thieves. He's stripped of his clothes. He's wounded, and he's left for dead. And this man represents humanity today. It represents a broken, helpless, hopeless humanity, people with problems. The broken and the battered, the beaten and the blemished. Come on, they're all around our city. But I want you to know, though they're lost and wounded and weakened and worn, and it may be repulsive to some people and may be undesirable to others, we need to be the kind of church where the wounded people can come Religious people will pass you by, the scribes and the Pharisees that, and the Levite. That, that proved that that was the truth. But see, I, they were religious, but we need more than religion. I want more than religion. Come on. Moonies have religion. Muslims have religion. Mormons have religion. I don't want just religion. There are millions of religious folk all across the world. I want more than a religion. I want a relationship that changes how I look at people, that changes how I see the lost, that changes the way I respond. And I can't have it unless I got some oil. How many of you want some oil? You can't do anybody any good. 
if you're just religious. Let me tell you something precious. Religion without the oil is an empty thing. Sin leaves life with many wounds. There are more wounded people seem like than they've ever been. And the problem with just religion is the fact that religion can't heal the hurts of humanity. Oh, come on, somebody. Just cool church can't heal the hurts of humanity. Just good programs can't heal the church of the, the heal the hurts of humanity. This is why I will not pastor a dry church. I said, I do not want a dry church because where there is no oil, there is no healing. Where there is no oil, there is no restoration. No doubt the blood saves us and redeems us, but it is the Holy Ghost oil that heals our wounds. And if we're going to be a healing church, we gotta be an oily church. So I wonder if there's anybody ready to step into a new season of fresh oil with Jim Rayleigh. Is there something in you that hungers for outpouring and outbreak? Somebody shout fresh oil. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, say fresh oil, fresh oil. Oh, give God a mighty praise if you're ready to pour oil into a wounded world. And then number four, I know we've gone a little bit long today, but your neighbor needed it so bad. How many of y'all not worried about it? You okay with me if I finish up? Okay, we've talked about oil on the face. We've talked about the oil that causes your countenance to shine. Come on now. Oil in the ears. Oil in the wounds. Finally, number four, and I'm landing this plane in just a few minutes. Oil in the lampstand. You shall bring in the table and arrange the things that are set in order. And you shall bring in the lampstand and light its lamps. Now, I talked a little bit about that earlier. The golden lampstand was made for a specific purpose. Everything God designs, he designs it with a purpose. You're not just lucked up on the planet. God's got a plan for your life. And the golden lampstand's job was to illuminate the holy place in the tabernacle. Now you better write this down. The cause of the light was the oil. Without the oil, there was no light. And I wanna tell you the attraction of Calvary and all of our campuses. It's not our facilities. It's not our great music. It's not just good preaching. It's just not wonderful programs. It's not a path of connection. What makes us irresistible it's the fact that there is oil on every campus there is glory on every campus there is power on every campus without the oil on our campuses without the oil in this family the oil of the Holy Ghost there's no light the oil illuminates what needs to be illuminated that oil provided light in the holy place. It illuminated the bread. It brought revelation of what was holy, 
watch this, and unholy. The only way the difference could be made was if there was oil in the lamp. And I began to meditate on this thing. And I thought about the condition of so many of our quote-unquote holy places in America. Why? Why? I know that this ain't going to be popular, but y'all bear with me. I got to get this off my chest. I got to deliver what the Lord put in my spirit. Why have we come to a place and at a time where it seems almost impossible now in the church to discuss the difference between holy and unholy? Why have we come to a place right now where church people get mad at you when you talk about righteousness and they're the ones that inbox you? It's usually not the world that I hear from. It's church folk that get mad and say you preach it too straight. You know why we can't talk about holiness and unholiness anymore in the church? It's because there's no oil in the house that's keeping the light on. We got good programs, we got pomp, we got circumstance, we got knowledge, we got religious rhetoric, we got protocol, we got performance, we got the sizzle without the substance, we got hype without holiness. But I've come to tell you that there is a new season rising up and there is a people that saying, Pastor, talk to me about righteousness sake for eternity's sake. There's no oil. When there's no oil, any sexual activity is okay. Any compromise is tolerated. You can be hateful, unforgiving. You can hold a grudge. Sin is winked at. Come on. People are confused because our holy places in in our nation are dark. And they are dark because there's a lack of oil. But I believe that there are remnants that are rising across the nation that's saying, give us some oil. Come on, turn the light on. You get oil in the house and things happen. I want to tell you, we don't just need great preaching. We need oily preaching. We don't just need great singing. We need oily singing. We don't just need great worship. We need oily worship. I don't want just great ministries. I want oily ministries. Somebody give God a shout if you're ready for oil. It illuminates what needs to be illuminated. A dark house is a clean house, as long as no one can see the mess. See, see, I love everybody, but there's some people that will never be able to come to Calvary. I love everybody, but there's some people that can't come here because they know when they come here, there is light in the house. And we will talk about what's right and what's wrong, and we will give people hope for redemption. Now, the lampstand in the holy place weighed one talent. That's 100 pounds. Gold is approximately $1,800 per ounce. This was almost $3 million worth of gold in that Old Testament lamp. Three million dollars worth of gold. Come on now. And because it was a beaten work, it became priceless. There was no way to even put a value on it. It was a valuable piece. It was beautiful to look at and it was pleasant to the eyes, but it was worthless in its effectiveness without the oil. Until it was filled with oil and set on fire, God said, I can't use it. And I want you to know something, unless our churches are filled with oil and set on fire, God said, I can't really use it. 
the way I want to use it. But it's not just the church. It's you. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. See, churches are ineffective in the laughingstock of hell unless there's oil in the house. And the oil doesn't come on the chairs. The oil doesn't come on the sound. The oil comes on people. How many of you can say, if you're pouring out fresh oil, pour it on me? I said, how many of you can say, Lord, if you're pouring out fresh oil, oh, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Oh, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Somebody raise your hands and say, Oh, Lord, whatever. Don't do 
don't do it without me. Can you just raise one hand and say, Lord, don't do it without me. And if it takes oil, then put oil over my life. Are you ready for me to release what God has put in my spirit in this room? I declare that the oil of gladness invades your life this week. I declare that the Holy Ghost of God chases away fear, doubt, depression, anxiety, and discouragement. And I declare that you're going to find unusual joy this week. I declare this week that you will find unusual joy and you won't just shine in the holy place, but you'll shine in the commonplace. I declare that in the mighty name of Jesus this week, hold up your hands, God's given you spirit ears. He's given you oily ears. You're going to hear what you need to hear. You're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. You're going to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. You're going to be spoken to by the Holy Spirit. And you'll have ears to hear it. I declare that God's going to use you. And this is your week to pour oil in wounds. You'll find people who are wounded and you will pour the oil in their lives. God's going to use you to heal somebody this week. God's going to use you to encourage somebody this week. And I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that when you walk out of here, you're going to be a lampstand. And every dark place that you walk will be illuminated by the oil and the fire that lives in your life. Now, if you receive it, come on and give God a mighty, mighty praise. And can we maybe, just maybe, lift up a roar of praise? Come on and give God a roar. Yeah, come on, give him a roar. Give him a roar for fresh oil. I said give him a roar for fresh oil. Come on, you're lions and lions roar. Give him a roar of praise. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can give at calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.